Your Honor, you cannot expect a living snowman who came into existence mere moments earlier to fully understand traffic laws. The defense rests. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Ho, 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 and welcome back to the Story Song Podcast, everybody. I'm hey, you changed it up. I did. <laughs> and who are you? I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. All right. And uh, you're listening to the Story Song Podcast. Every uh, episode on the show, we walk you through a story song. And uh, this episode is our holiday special. Yep. Um, on our As last you can holiday. tell yep. from, uh, from Dan's intro. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he changed it. He changed it for the holidays, and that really threw you for a loop. It really did. Um, <laughs> Maybe our audience but, uh, would have been like, "Wait, what show is this?" <laughs> it's like on a sitcom where it's the one day of the year that it snows. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, last year for the holidays, for our holiday special, we did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and uh, this year we're doing Frosty the Snowman. Mm-hmm. So. Going through some of the the more traditional Christmas songs, sure, uh, or holiday songs. Right. Um, last year, I humiliated myself by revealing accidentally that I had been misinterpreting very stupidly <laughs> some of the lyrics, and 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 I hope that my humiliation brought joy uh, and brought a little smile to your fa- face last year. So this year, we're all waiting to see how I can humiliate myself. Yes. Uh, once again, <laughs> we've been uh, waiting a year for it. That's right. It's our Christmas kn- gift to you, our listeners. Yes. Uh, <laughs> me looking like an idiot. That's and I right. don't know. I don't know if I've mentioned on mic. I'm sure I've told you guys, uh, off mic, but I don't know if I've mentioned it on mic that a friend of mine, cor- uh, uh, a mutual friend of all of ours, uh, cornered me at a funeral to yell at me, uh, <laughs> about that, about that mistake. <laughs> so. <laughs> Again, let's see who I can anger there you with go. my with my stupidity. That's right. Um, if anybody doesn't remember, what what was your mistake? Uh, so my mistake was that I was under the impression that when they say uh, and how the reindeer loved him, that a female reindeer had fallen in love with Frosty the Snowman. Obviously, not Frosty the Snowman with Rudolph. I'm sorry, with Rudolph. See, I've already I'm already <laughs> making mistakes. We're already off to a great start. With Rudolph, a, a, a female snow, a female, like, a, a female reindeer. <laughs> Had fallen in love with Rudolph. Uh, obviously influenced by the television special. Um, right. You pointed out, uh, everyone on Earth pointed out that, of course, what that meant was the plural reindeer, all of yes. the reindeer, had fallen in love <laughs> yes. uh, with with Rudolph. Uh, and the moment you said it, I, you know, had that moment where, like, the the that Jaws thing where like the camera pulls <laughs> yeah. back or I should That's say right. zooms in but the background is moving That's like right. where I realized that my whole life had been a lie up to that point. That's right. That I had I was I had been wrong. So ruin that song um, for you, huh? In, yeah, in yeah. fairness, if if it makes mm-hmm. you feel any better, somebody did point out that we we mocked you for that and then used mm-hmm. the name Clara instead of the name Clarice for the female reindeer. In mm. the Rankin Bass special, so it makes you feeling better. I mean, it's not as bad as yours, but still, yeah, like, yours no, is worse. of course not. We all have we not. all have things we need to make up for this year. Absolutely, yeah. Um, 
and the good news is that that's the only bad thing that happened this year. So, um, <laughs> so Rachel, yep. uh, with having said all that, tell us the story of this story song, which, by the way, is Frosty the Snowman. That's right. Uh, Frosty the Snowman is about a, um, uh, a group of kids who make a snowman. How fun. Uh, it's about a group of kids. Well, give me a second. It's about a group <laughs> of kids who make the snowman. Don't you think they're kind of secondary in the story? But then at some point they find a magic hat. They put it on this snowman. <laughs> so head. the magic hat gets second billing <laughs> over the snowman? And then this snowman comes to life. There it is. And then the story. And introducing Frosty as the snowman. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then the story turns to Frosty and it tells the. Uh, the tale of how they played around town while he thought about his untimely demise and the children (laughs) made a friend that they were going to lose very quickly. Everybody learned a lesson and the harshness of reality. This is a song about a blizzard. Wait, I'm going to say this in my defense. Frosty is nothing without that hat and those children. He's literally just precipitation Right. Bundled up into a ball. So you mm. cannot have you. He literally the, the story, the song would go if it was not for the kids in the hat, it would go. There's a lot of snow on the ground. <laughs> and that's it. It's that really unpopular Christmas song called Nothing Magical Happened Today. <laughs> right. It was a random snowy Tuesday <laughs> by Mr. Gene Audrey. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul. With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the snowman made the children laugh and play Were they surprised before their eyes He came to life that day there must have So I have two things to say right up at the top Sure uh, I'd like to do, let, let's, let me go to Rachel Rachel, in every depiction of a snowman you have mm-hmm. ever seen Yep what what is what is his or her nose made out of? Oh, Dan, it's a carrot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a carrot. Oh, it's a carrot. Oh, it's a carrot. This Every guy snowman. hot stuff. <laughs> you have ever seen, <laughs> there is a carrot. Now. Button nose. There is one snowman that that is not true of, and that is the animated Frosty from the, from the animated special. However, right. I purposely went and looked on YouTube today of images of him before he has transformed. And that Frosty does not have a button nose, but has some sort of giant red ball That's, that the children have found. In, because yeah. there's no way that is a button I, on his nose. I think that there, I think it's supposed to be a button. I, I think if it was in claymation, it would have been a little clearer, but I think it's supposed to be a button. Because but, that, would, that but would be, that would take some big cojones on Rankin and Bass to say, uh, it's got he's got a button nose. No, no, no. Rankin and Bass, we're not doing that. He gets but a here's the problem. Big red but ball like problem. a clown. And I and I I want to be clear that I did not watch the whole special. So maybe this is like you know I haven't seen it since last year. Um, and I'm always half drunk on eggnog and not really paying attention. Um, but so I I don't know for sure. But this button was twice the size of one of his coal eyes. So I don't know what button. They are finding. However, I I understand where the animators were perhaps coming from because a button far too small for a nose. Way too small. 
far too small. Well, it doesn't have to be like a like a shirt button. But what kind of button? I don't know, like, like one of those what are we... fun like coat buttons. That is like... still far too small for for a nose. Oh, I don't know, man. How how big are your noses? How how I'm how big saying. do you see these noses? Also, cute as a button. They don't oh. have to. I mean, a little button nose. I think it's fine. I think it's. Don't okay. get me wrong. When when a little puppy or a small child has a button nose, well, adorable. But the problem is that they have a tiny little face, and so a tiny little button nose is fine. This is. I, I'm saying is. If you have a big snowman and you're putting a tiny little button as a no, it just doesn't work. He's oh, not an abominable snowman. He's a plain old snowman. He's got a snowman-sized nose, button nose. Yeah, but a snowman, you know, is going to be like six foot tall. Like he's going to be the size <laughs> of a man. He is a snowman. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So he needs yeah. to have a bigger nose than a button. A, B, I have never seen a snowman with a button nose because- yeah. Or, or, or a nose that, that is a button, because that doesn't make any sense. Obviously, a carrot is the correct choice right. um, if you're doing anything. Um, and then C, the thing that kills me here is that carrot fits. A corncob pipe and a carrot nose. <laughs> it doesn't mess up the rhyme. It has the same number of syllables. This, how, could this, how could this have happened? How could this travesty have happened that the lyrics are not and a carrot nose. Well, it makes perfect sense. You know oh yeah, I'm looking is? at it right now. He's got a big red clown nose. That's no, what, but there's insane. an indentation in it uh, that is leads you to believe that it is a button. So, so you're talking about like on some ladies' coats, there's like giant yes. oversized buttons. I don't know. I've got okay. I've got like three coats that have buttons like that. <laughs> three coats, okay. three buttons. That's three it. Three coats, three buttons. <laughs> The rest were made into snowmen noses. I mean, unless you're Madeline and you have a, a, a yellow overcoat well, with giant buttons on it. And especially, I just what, don't see how this is happening. But especially little girls have, little kids have big buttons on their coats because it's adorable. Sure. Um, the, I, I, are the buttons big or are the coats just small? Maybe they're just regular size buttons. Listen, yeah. if I had known we were going to talk this much about a about buttons, I would have done more well, research on buttons. <laughs> first of all, this is a segment I love to call "Things Only Dan Cares About." And, but and we're this segment is going to come back in this episode. It's recurring, <laughs> trust me, because I have other questions that are going to come later. But yeah, I mean, uh, my only point is is that because I also looked up images on like on Google Images of Frosty the Snowman and other than the animated special every other quote-unquote frosty the snowman has a carrot nose because that makes sense that that is the definition of a snowman that is the the, the traditional look of a snowman is the carrot nose because it sticks out it's clear what it's supposed to be you put a button in there like is that the mouth is that like a misplaced eye like a, a nose isn't round it sticks out off of your face that's why you use a carrot right so it makes perfect sense I, don't I mean, know if it makes perfect sense, but it makes sense. <laughs> it makes enough sense. <laughs> That's what I'm um, the <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think you're wrong. Uh, okay. About <laughs> that, because Fair. I can see other there being other snowmen that have uh, have carrot noses, but mm -hmm. definitely there's at least two frosties that I am thinking of that have button noses. Or at least things that look like circles as opposed to carrots. 
Well, I, but and also again, there, was a, there was a 1950s shortage of carrots. Uh, so, you know, there were like carrot famine. people. Carrot famine. Carrot famine. Sure. sure it's sure, a thing. Sure. There, were, there were roving bands of, of rabbits. Uh, yeah, you don't want across to. Across the country. Yeah. You, country. yeah. yeah, yeah you I don't know. want to rub it in people's faces. <laughs> people had a lot of buttons around. Sure. Well, and also those bunnies were chewing the buttons off of <laughs> right. the coats. So there were just a lot of random buttons laying everywhere. Um, the, the thing I will say about this first this first piece and the first mm-hmm. two uh the the first two stanzas actually is uh the first two verse verses I guess um they talk about that how he's jolly and he's mm-hmm. got a jolly soul at this point has he come to life or is he just a soul trapped in snow that has nowhere to go Oh so you're saying the soul is there cuz <laughs> yes. I want to talk I want to talk about the soul. Yes. So I'm, I'm glad we're, we've opened this can of This worms. is, I mean, it's... So, right. So, I, I, wait, so are you saying was, does he have a soul before he comes to life? That's right. Mm. That's my question. Because it's like, it says he's a jolly happy soul with a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Right. We don't get into him coming alive for another five lines. Do you think he was just a ghost looking for a mound of snow to possess? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? That would I mean, be an amazing th- backstory to Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> that would right. be amazing. But do you think perhaps like in a this golem. part of the song, do you think, yeah, well, right? you're getting ahead of because I, I want to talk about the nature of Frosty's existence <laughs> and what exactly is happening here. But before we get there, I just want to say, so do you think perhaps either A, so all things that are in the shape of humans have souls, right? It's just that most of them never come to life. Right. So they are forever trapped in this, like, hellish dimension where they, they could be alive, but they never actually achieve sentience. This is my, this is my question. This mm-hmm. is my question. But and, and is I, it... I, I don't want to go off of the special because there's a couple of lines in the – I did watch, watch the entire special as well – but okay. there's a there are some lines in that special that make me think he definitely knows what's going on before that hat gets put on his head. Hmm. Okay. So, well, at, as we learned from last year, let's not mix up the special and the song. Right. We're just sticking on the song. But yes. well, what I was wondering was, is it not possible that this is like this is like a flash forward, or it's like one of those movies where you see like we start in media res and then we like we go back. To the beginning. So perhaps this is the thing where it's like frosty and then all of a sudden record scratch and he's like, you're probably wondering how I got in this situation. Right. <laughs> and then we go back and see the beginning. So perhaps he's already alive at this point in the song. That's my and hope. Then we, and then we kind of flash back to explain. Um, or it's somebody just explaining what had happened. Right. Right. That's my hope. Because the other way is terrifying. <laughs> okay. Well, let's put a pin in that for a second. Because I do want to go to the next stanza and just say so so again gene audrey version 1950 gene audrey here are the lyrics autry thank you uh not not the the girl from little shop horrors that's right gene gene autry or the plant from Um, little shop of horrors exactly or the Um, sister from vacation okay um so the or audrey meadows from tv's the honeymooners Thank you. I was waiting for it, and, and it, it came late, but it was worth it. Um, <laughs> I'll think so of a few more. This, the second stanza is, Frosty the Snowman, 
made the children laugh and play. They were surprised before their eyes he came to life that day. Now, when I originally looked at this, this sheet and read the lyrics, my first thought was, what cut-rate lyric website <laughs> is Rachel going to <laughs> when they clearly have the wrong lyrics? But then I listened. I went on YouTube. I listened to the Gene Audrey version, and these are the lyrics. Yes. However, I, lis- I then went through and listened to several more versions, including the Ronettes. Right. Uh, Jimmy Durante. Uh, Jackson 5, uh, a bunch of others. And all I want to say to these lyrics, and I understand they were first, but to these lyrics and to Mr. Autry, hashtag not my frosty. Because these are not, <laughs> these are not the lyrics that I recognize. Um, the lyrics I, of course, recognize are Frosty the Snowman was a fairy tale, they say. He was made of snow, but the children know how he came to life one day. So... I'm right. not sure why the discrepancy. I'm not sure how this happened. Well, I don't know why the lyrics changed because these lyrics are perfectly fine. Right. If I had not known of the other version, if I lived in some alternate universe where there was no other version, I would have never given it a second thought. I, um, I mean, but I don't know why this happened. I will say this. I listened to this song a lot, a lot of different mm. versions of this song. First of all, and we'll get into it later, but Gene Autry himself there's two different versions of this song from the ni- from 1950. And then there is a moment that I can tell, there is a moment, there is one recording, and I'm going to leave it till later, but there okay. is one recording in 1950 that makes the, makes the switch to fairy tale, they say. And hmm. it seems that everybody heard that and was like, yeah, that's right. Let's yeah. go with that moving forward. Okay. So this version is only in a couple of... Uh, a couple of the early versions from the 1950s, as far well, as I could tell. And here's the thing. I, I think I, and I think everyone else, maybe even subconsciously agreed, that fairy tale they say is better because it opens up the world where it's like Frost is this rumor that people right. are hearing about. Yeah. Right? Like this has almost become like an X-Files episode where it's like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like, 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 uh, Scully's like, uh, hey, hey, uh, no, I'm sorry, Mulder is like, hey, hey, Scully, have you heard, have you ever heard this Frost, uh, Frost man? Have you heard about this <laughs> snowman? But hey, Frost man. Oh, oh, I, oh, by the way, uh, snowman is a copyrighted, uh, term. Yeah. I have to say Frost man. That's, 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 that's the adhesive bandage to, to snowman's band aid. I can't say it. I have to say Frost man. Uh, no, he's like, you know, he's like, uh, Scully, have you heard, have you heard about this, uh, this snowman that, that's going around town like alive. And she's like, I'm sure there's some logical explanation for it. So it's this rumor that like people are, are talking about like, Oh, I, right. I heard, I heard it's a fairy tale. This, uh, this, the snowman who, who, who came to life and, uh, possibly, uh, committed a minor traffic violation, but we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there later. Um, but yeah, so Frosty the snowman made the children laugh and play. They were surprised before their eyes. He came to life that day. So either way, whichever, which either version it is, mm-hmm. at this point, Frosty is now alive. Um, right. I like this version because it leaves open the possibility that he's a zombie. <laughs> Not just well, some sort of fairy tale creature. Yeah, no, like out of nowhere. Okay. The surprise in the children's eyes is yeah. is the thing that gets you. Is well, it terror? No, it, is it joy? Who knows? That's, I was going to say, because they see it, they're just like, oh, they were surprised. Yeah, I would think so. Right. If a snowman came to life in front of your eyes, I think you would be surprised yeah. by that. 
So yeah, that's what you're saying. Is 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 it a surprise and shock? Is it is it a is it a terrified surprise? I don't know. Or if they're just kind of like, wow, huh, that's a thing. I Did he start gonna... destroying the town after right. he came to life? <laughs> right. In my head, and this is what I was saying before, is they make him, and they're like, hey, this is fun, look at this, and that's, they're laughing and they're playing around him. Mm -hmm. Then the surprise comes when they put the hat on his head and he comes to life. So they're they're laughing and playing while he's still stuck in his uh, snow sarcophagus (laughs) before he's able to be released. But but I think, you know... that that's how I that's how I read it. That right. and then on top of this great day of laughing and playing, they've played God and made <laughs> and yes. and created created life. Well, let's just so the next lines are: there must have been some magic in that old sick, silk hat they found, for when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Now here is where I can finally. This is where I want to discuss. And you, you, you've already touched on this, Rachel. But so there was some magic in that hat, right? Mm-hmm. These children are playing in a domain that is reserved only for the Lord above. <laughs> they have created life right. out of nothing, right? right. Um, th- this is terrifying stuff. And this is why I wanted to talk at the top, because not only have they created life, but they have created a soul. Right, this, right. This snowman is not just alive. He's not just sentient. He has a soul, you guys. He will be judged on the last day. <laughs> he is either going to heaven but or then, hell. But here is the thing that gets me about this is mm-hmm. where is Frosty? Is he in the snow or is he in right. the hat? Or is it a combination of two? Do you need both the snow and the hat to make this unholy creature? Well, yes. Who now, makes children again, laugh and play? now in the special, without his hat, Frosty is nothing. Right. right. He reverts back to being a snowman. But that is, we do not have that from the song. So maybe that's true. Or maybe once the hat touches his head, Frosty is now alive for, till the end of time. Right? right. I mean, obviously, we know that he's going to die, but by the end of the song. But w- without that, he's like a lobster, right? Right. That, like lobsters don't die of old age. Something has to eventually kill them. Sure. For them right. to die. So Frosty is the same way, but presumably, right? He he is he's alive now. He has a soul, but right. but the rules of like the, could a snowman age? Like, uh, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I think their face could fall, if you know what I mean. Right. Get it? Sure. heat and melted. Yeah, yeah, They're yes. seasonal. Um, right, I understand that. But I'm saying, like, if you were to cut off his arm, right, could he just simply put it back on? Well, I... This is not natural, that, is what I'm trying to say. I, I'd like to say... This is, this is a horror show. But I would like to say one more thing. 
When mm-hmm. is the last time you made a snowman that had arms and legs? Because mm-hmm. every time they mm-hmm. show they show Frosty, he has arms. First of all, these kids yeah. are like the best snowman makers ever because <laughs> they can sure. give him arms and legs. Right. Or he just like is like booping around. Now, the snowman in Rudolph is like that. He kind of just wiggles, uh, you know, Burl glides. Ives just kind of glides yeah. through the snow. So maybe he's like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know which is more terrifying whether he comes to life and he's just w- wiggling down the street or if he comes to life and he sprouts legs and arms on his own. I, I mean, at that point, you know, it's six one half dozen the other. Like, right. you, you have made a, a golem out of snow. Right. And somehow you have brought this thing to life. It is moving. It is talking. Like, this is an existential terror of which the human mind cannot even conceive of. <laughs> and worst of all is when he, once he is alive, he leans down to you and just whispers, I have a soul. <laughs> like, and you're like, what does that mean? Why, how do you have a soul? You're a snowman. I don't understand. It's one of the deleted um, scenes in the uh, TV special. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. They're so like, should what- we, Rankin turns to Bass and says, should we cut this part? Right. Yeah, we should probably cut this part. But but then this oh, but this opens a question because Rachel, you asked what what is he, like what is the nature of Frosty? But then it opens a question of what is any of us? Are we <laughs> merely the collection of our atoms? Like what what I is mean, sentience? Yeah. What is how how do we even know that we are alive? Listen, like, I can't do this right now, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the problem with Frosty, Michael. That he he. He look what he has brings done up to these us. questions. <laughs> he brings up done. these questions. Because what is he? They say he has a soul. My God, he's made of snow, you guys. He has coal for eyes. What do you mean he has a soul? This doesn't make any suck. It's horrifying. Um, the, I will say this. I... Isn't all life on this planet made of water? Oh, that's true. I mean, that's a good point. That's true. There we go. We Mic are... drop. We're done. Well, we're like 70% <laughs> water. He's like 98% water. So... Yeah. Because I'm sure there's like some gravel and stuff in there. Well, he's also but... he's also one percent button. So... <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's, that's he gets his he gets his twenty three and me back, and it's like ninety seven percent water, two percent coal, one percent button. Uh, and he goes yeah. and he goes. Funny, I I would have thought I had would have a little carrot in me. <laughs> I guess not. It's <laughs> weird. That's weird. Um, you know what? I'll say this. I I don't. I come alive when I wear a hat, but that's just because I look much more festive and fancy in a hat. Yes, you look you look dashing. I d- I just I love I, it. I mean, yeah, yeah. So may, I mean, we all kind of come alive in a hat, right? Sure. Do you sure. think it's all hats? Like you know how when Mary Tyler Moore throws her hat in the air, yeah. she just freezes. <laughs> that's, that's right. True. That's right. She just sits there. Good point. And then they fade out and then go into the episode, but like she freezes. Right. Well, I assume she yeah, f- yeah. it fades out. They go into the episode because. Then when she when the hat falls back down on her head, then she can start right. moving again. I I once made a video that was a parody of that, where uh, a woman threw a hat in the air, it froze, and then and then a few minutes later unfroze, and she had to awkwardly walk over and pick up the hat from where it had <laughs> fallen. Uh, unfortunately, uh, most people did were not familiar with the Barry Tyler Moore show, and so like most of the stuff I wrote. People chuckled politely, but didn't really understand what was going on. But I, I, I was, I was very proud of that joke. Um, 
So the other question I have is, that's brought up here, but then noticeably not remarked on, is there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Right. Where did they find this hat? What, like, what you're saying, like, is, is, is this a world where magical hats are just kind of everywhere? Right. Is like, it, is this a common occurrence? Or, like, is, is this, this some sort of... Right. Like, is this some sort of, like, evil hat that has been left for them to bring this monstrosity <laughs> to life No, I think they had a... That, that my take was so hot. That the fire <laughs> That's right. That the firemen were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got a frosty emergency here. Wait. Either that or, yeah. It's a two alarm. Either that or it's the CIA is like, he's on to us. He knows about the frosty initiative. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Could just be what? a disco party. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Michael. There's only two fire engines. They can't send anymore. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of fire engines. Um, no, I think it's that they probably, like, on their lunch break, went to Bergdorf Goodman, mm-hmm. were shopping for hats, saw the silk hat, bought it, and said, you know, it's only $9,000. Let's put it on the snowman. They sure. said, this is magical. Do you see this hat? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. You can't <laughs> How does it look on this? me? How does it look oh on me? Oh, my God. Magical. Is it magic? Yeah. It's magic. There must have been magic in that hat. Um, when they put it on, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, how did how did the magic get in the hat? Is what I'm asking. This is the like, thing. How is this? Like, I feel like, but that's the thing. I feel, I feel like there was a prequel song that that actually, I would say we need like a three, like a three movie <laughs> franchise right. explaining how exactly the magic got in this hat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And and where he is? Is he in the snow? Is he in the hat? Is he in both of them? Mm-hmm. Who knows. This, oh, so you think the, the, the soul of, of Frostman is in the hat? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying oh. to figure out. Is, is, is he not? They think he's Frosty the Snowman, but he's really Frosty the Hat Man. And the, the, way his, the vehicle he uses is the mm. snow. Mm-hmm. Whatever you put that, uh, that hat on comes to life. That, that's right. It's... So you're saying the soul, the, the jolly happy soul is in the hat. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Potentially. That's what's going to keep me up at night. My favorite Christmas song is uh, Ghost Hat. <laughs> they want to be very clear on what is happening here. Because now you might think we're kidding with this existential crisis that's happening. But the song does not let up. <laughs> because it says Frosty the Snowman was alive as he could be. So the song's like, do you get it, you guys? This thing is alive. We're not messing around Well, he's not alive. He's as alive as he could be, which for a pile of snow isn't a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. But in in some ways, that's more terrifying, Michael. Because he's like, he's not totally alive. But he's like he's as alive as he could possibly be for a thing that moments earlier was an inanimate lump of ice, of frozen water, and it is now alive—not totally alive, but alive <laughs> enough. Yeah, I think we're talking about a zombie snowman, Dan. A zombie? Well, ex- except that it has a soul. It is. It is. That's in some ways that thing that is more upsetting to me. That they specify that it has a soul because. <laughs> well, I think the really impressive thing is. 
not just that he's alive or or that he has a soul, but like or he's alive as he can be. <laughs> instantly upon wearing that hat, he knew the choreography. Yeah. <laughs> he began to dance around. Right. So, but some people are just naturals, Michael. That's true. I mean, that's true. But here's the I thing, mean, honestly. And you know what? Maybe. Rankin, come on. <laughs> maybe the magic wasn't in the hat. Maybe it was in the tap shoes they put on the snowman. <laughs> but let's understand something here, okay? We do not know the true story because the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you or me. But did anyone see it directly? Do we have an eyewitness account of that? Well, no. Uh, um, we do. We have hearsay. No, we have it later. But do we? The kids could think it's one thing, and it could actually be another thing. Right. Is 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 the snowman being like, "Please kill me. Why am I alive?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, he was laughing and playing. This is fun. <laughs> Why have you done this to me?" Unnatural. Unnatural. <laughs> Why? No. Why? I have a soul. <laughs> I didn't know pain before this moment. <laughs> I can't ever go back. I want to go back to being inanimate. I can never go back now because for I know what it is to be alive. <laughs> or as alive as he could be. Ah, Frosty the snowman knew the sun was hot that day. So he said, let's run and we'll have some fun. Now before I fell away, down to the village with a broomstick in his hand. Running here and there all around the square saying, catch me if you can. Frosty the snowman was fully aware of his own mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been alive for mere moments, and he is now has to con- confront his own death because he says, "Because they say Frosty the Snowman knew the sun was hot that day, so he said, let 'Let's run. We'll have some fun before I melt away.' That's a so, lot to lay on those kids. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I don't know how much of this was planned because perhaps, perhaps they were fully surprised when Frosty came to life." Perhaps they had no idea there was magic in that hat. Mm -hmm. However, if they had any inkling, this is pretty cruel on their part, is that they built him and made him come to life on a day that was kind of warm. It had been cold. (laughs) Like they couldn't have checked the weather report, make sure it was going to stay nice and cold for at least a week. No, they built him on a day just so they could watch this poor thing with a soul melt in the warm sun. They asked their parents, they said, can we go out and make a snowman? And their parents yeah. said, well, I, I mean, it's already starting to melt. And they said, right. that's exactly what we want. Perfect. Perfect. Save that snow in their uh, freezers till summertime and right. built a snowman in August. There you go. Yeah, that's right. We have the hat given to us by the Dark Lord. This is July that they're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, so mean! Um, But I, I, it is. I mean, that's got that's tough. That that's tough. That this is you. You make a best friend come to life. Like, uh yay! This is the best thing. And the next thing out of his mouth is, "Listen, we don't have much time. I'm already on the clock here. I'm already like, you know." They didn't make a best friend. He was as good a friend as he could be. <laughs> I don't have a long lifespan is what I'm saying here. Right. We got to get this show on the road here. So what are we going to do for fun? But I mean, 
I do like that at least Frosty, like he's a Buddhist, right? Like he's like, I'm not going to yeah. worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to sit here. I'm just like, let's have fun while we can. Let's enjoy life right. while we can. Let's live in the now is, is what he's saying, right? Um, let's run and have some fun before I melt away. It's going to happen. You know, it, there's, there's no avoiding it. So They couldn't take him to a place to with an air conditioner? Right? Come on. Well, yeah. That, we, well, yeah. well l- 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 let me ask you this question. So I know the song comes out in 1950. When do we think this is happening? I mean, I think it's happening around 1950. You I don't think, think so? it's no, yeah, I don't think it's like the turn of the century. Well, cuz every time I hear this song, it always momentarily strikes me as odd when they mention the traffic cop. Only because in my mind every Christmas song takes place in night in uh, 1853 in London. Right? right? Like it always <laughs> whenever there's like a, a reference to something even remotely modern, Obviously, 1950 is not modern anymore, but just simply talking about a technology like a car, that just, it seems very strange Yeah. Uh, when that comes up. Um, yeah. So, I guess, so we're guess with 1950. So, I mean, I guess they, they could have had like a walk-in freezer, right? Yeah. They could have brought him down to like a local restaurant and been like, we made this abomination. Can he, can he stay in your freezer uh, for, for a while because he's going to melt away? Until uh, next uh, winter? Other way. But again, I think Frosty is more of kind of like, hey, man, it is what it is. It's my time. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to try to prolong it. Like, let's enjoy the moment (laughs) while we can. And then whatever happens, happens. I, I, from the snow I have come and to the snow (laughs) I shall return. Hey, guys. I'm cool. Literally. (laughs) Am I right? Now, the tough thing is that he spent most of his time preaching that sermon to them and right. they were like oh my gosh we get it if we know you'd be so preachy <laughs> i don't know if i'd ever put that hat on your head jeez louise and then he finished with that sunscreen song that, that was so popular yeah, years yeah. Ago. sure sure and also wear sunscreen what oh my gosh this is the worst so the fun that they have is they go down to the village with a broomstick in his hand running here and there all around the square saying catch me if you can yeah. Um, yeah. I a mean, little tag def- for fun. Sure. Why the broomstick? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think often. Is it a curling thing? <laughs> <laughs> you think he's yep. trying out for the Olympics? That's right. He's like, trust me, I'm preternaturally good at this. <laughs> uh, I just understand ice in a way no human being possibly can. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because I am literally made out yeah. of it. It's like um, I am one. And they were like, eh, you're pretty good, but we'd yeah. really like to consider you for the Summer Olympics. And he's like, <laughs> I can't. I cannot uh, even begin to explain to you what a bad idea that would be. I just, I um, just think you, I just think you would be great in like the, you know, in the butterfly, the hundred sure. meter butterfly. <laughs> like I, I, would I not. there's so many different ways that I can't tell you that, right. how wrong that, that you are about that. But here's the thing. But here's the thing, Frosty. If you jump in the water, right, you melt, you become one with the pool. You win so instantly. So ultimately, the moment you jump in, haven't you already touched the end of the pool? Right. Because you are the water now. <laughs> you, are, you are everywhere in the pool. So the moment you hit the water, you have instantly won. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Man, West Germany is trying to really find a <laughs> workaround in these Olympics. Jeez. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, he's got broomstick in his hand. I mean, again, I feel like the question is, is it traditional for a snowman to be holding a broom or does our conception of a snowman holding a broom come from this song? I think it comes from this song because yeah. I, I mean, 
again, like snow, there's no, when's the last time you made a snowman that had hands? And if they, if they have hands or arms, well, they're sticks. They're well, stick the arms. Right. You stick, you which is put more terrifying. In. Right. Well, if he has stick arms, yeah. That, I mean, only because now we're adding in more elements. Right. right. Well, if he's like, got stick arms and he's holding a broomstick, it's like he's holding an arm. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I mean, if he's if he is yeah. walking along, right? Like he's made of snow. He's walking along the snow. That would be like you walking in a field of flesh. Do you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Oh, God. Oh, like he's gross. walking on the thing that he's made out of. Ugh. This is all very apocalypse <laughs> now. Ugh. Jeez, Louise. Skip to the next verse. Skip to the next verse. <laughs> Talk about the traffic cop. Talk about the traffic cop. <laughs> so he goes out of the village with a broomstick in his hand, running here and there all around the square, saying, catch me if you can. The only thing I'm saying is the saying, catch me if you can, could be playful, could be a threat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That broomstick could be a weapon. Sure. True. But, but yeah, you know, this mindless zombie made out of snow is saying like, hey, if you want to bring me down, come get me because I'm right <laughs> well, here. Also, also, how quickly is the entire town on board with this sentient pile of ice cubes chasing right. children around the square. I mean, this is the village square. Well, but again, I don't know if we, because the children say he can laugh and play. They're on his side. But we don't right. know how the rest of the village, maybe the rest of the village is terrified. And again, they're coming after Frosty with pitch like pitchforks and torches, right. and he's like, come at me, bro. I'm right here. Catch me if you can. I've got a broomstick. Because I am I am a living snowman, and I am crazy. <laughs> I'm alive as I can be. Okay? I've never felt more alive. Literally. <laughs> so if you want to find out what happens, come on, come on over, and we'll see what happens when a living snowman touches you. Okay? Because I don't think you're going to like the results. You know what I'm saying, bro? Um, <laughs> man. It's going to be unseasonably warm tomorrow. I got nothing to lose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be dead in 90 minutes. Do you want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's get nuts. I'm Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> he know the rules of the road well he only paused for a moment i guess <laughs> maybe i guess maybe just the yelling of stop he just, was just startled. startled him for a moment yeah yeah, yeah. and then but, he walked directly into traffic well that's the thing so we, we we are to assume that he like melts away right but he just walks into like does he get hit by a car like cars are coming he just walks directly <laughs> into the road after he was specifically told by a cop to stop well and again but this is my question going back to what are the kids seeing what is erasing? There's no, there's no witness. What does this traffic cop think? And is there a point where it's, is it quite possible that this is just some, uh, like down on his luck guy in a big white coat that these kids put a hat on him? <laughs> the traffic cop's like, hold on, what is going on? And he's like, I'm a snowman. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're a drifter. <laughs> I'm going to be gone tomorrow. These kids are torturing this poor homeless man in a white uh, coat. Be like, he's a snowman. Okay, don't worry about it. He came. Uh, there must have been some magic in that old white hat. Not or, or this that old again. Hat we found. 
the traffic cop is like, the kids in this town are the worst. <laughs> but again, like what? But if it is a snowman, oh. let's go under the impression that that it uh, the, that he is a sure. snowman. Uh, what does this traffic cop think? I mean, I what does he I think? No, I I I don't know what to say. I mean, we don't we don't get the cops' reaction. Everybody right? the only seems thing we fine know, with this. The only thing we know is that he hollered stop. Now, did he holler stop because traffic was coming? Or did he holler stop? Stop. Please don't come any closer. Please stop. <laughs> I can't. I have to gouge out my own eyes. I can't look anymore. Um, I don't horror. know. I don't know. I have no answer for it. Yeah. Or did he holler stop because a snowman with a broom was like robbing a bank or something? <laughs> right. right. Or a snowman with a broom was coming directly at him. Yeah. And it like broke his brain. He just could not he just could not accept what his eyes were seeing. Right. Um I don't know. But um yeah. So there's <laughs> it's also funny how like this like again, all the stuff that has happened, like a snowman has come to life, it has gone down to the village square to play, and this is treated with like some serious gravity that like the policeman told him to stop and he did not. <laughs> He continued on his way, and it's like, okay, but he's also a living snowman. Like, I feel like we're, you know, this this doesn't seem as as important, right, as perhaps the other things that happened in this song. Frosty the snowman had to hurry on his way, but he waved goodbye, saying, "Don't you cry, I'll be back again someday." Frosty the Snowman had to hurry on his way. Um, and look, we're on a we're on a rush. Yeah, uh, Frosty, but that doesn't mean you can just ignore traffic laws. <laughs> anyway, um, he had to hurry on his way, but he waved goodbye, saying, "Don't you cry, I'll be back again someday." Um, another threat. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, is this you know? Is 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 this like the 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 hero uh, saying goodbye to the magical creature in the movie, where it's like I'll be back again someday, or it's like oh I'll be back again someday. Yeah, I will get my <laughs> revenge. Don't and you worry about it. So, and I, he's waving goodbye as he melts like the Wicked Witch of the. Uh, well, the, th- the West. Thank thing. you. Well, um, we don't. It doesn't say that he melts though, right? So does he, he leave with the he hat? Leaves. Oh, that's a good question. Does he leave with the hat? Because what I was gonna say, it seems like he goes like he's like um like a like an elephant, right? He goes off to die on his own, right? Like he doesn't want to put the kids through that, so he he's gonna go off and melt somewhere else. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I thought he, he just had... went north. <laughs> well, it would make. Oh, you sense. think he's trying to save himself? I mean, that's what happens in the movie. They try to go to the North Pole, right? So he can stay forever because he'll never melt. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, I always just sort of assumed he went off somewhere to some fields and just melted on his own. But I just, I mean, in in reality, I just can't imagine he's going to be able to move fast enough to get to a colder climate before he melts. But... I've got, I mean, I, I, I think that he's just waving to the kids as he's slowly melting and they're watching in great horror <laughs> as he just disintegrates into a puddle on the floor. Have you ever seen a non-sentient snowman a couple of days after it's been slightly <laughs> warm? 
It's oh, sure. terrifying. It, terrifying. it sometimes becomes skeletal. They drop off in different parts, like, like <laughs> clubs. Like, imagine that, but it's talking to you while it's happening. <laughs> That's terrifying. And I mean, and, and, and as he melts into a puddle, he he just sort of gargles. His final words are, "I had a soul." <laughs> right. It's not the hat. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So uh, all the kids are like so. it was never the hat. <laughs> uh so then all the kids just look at it like so um where's Christmas ever? Where's Christmas ever? Where's where's, where's Christmas ever? Definitely where's Christmas ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we brought a thing to life and it died in front of us. Uh letting us know that it felt it felt everything. It felt the pain. Uh and and now it, you know, it had a soul, and it's yep. it has truly died. So let's so. go chop down a tree and put it in our house. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters anymore. Um, oh man! So then we we get some more information uh, reiterated to us. Um, there must have been some magic in that old till cat. Frosty was as alive as he could be. Then at the end, thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump. Look at Frosty go. Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump over the hills of snow. So so, now, so what is this? Because he's already dead. No, so he. Must I don't think be he. I think he's away running away. To the okay, so, he must be going off into the you know. So that's the thing. So we never see him into the sunset. With it within the within the confines of the song, he never melts. He is either going to melt. He's going somewhere to melt, or like Michael said, he's making a desperate attempt to escape north. Right. To, to somewhere that's colder. Right. Because maybe that's what it, maybe when he says, I'll be back, he's like, I'm going to go somewhere where it's cold enough. And then, and then once it's, once the temperature drops again, I will be back. Like, it's not, right. it's not yeah. even like, uh, I'm going to melt and you'll rebuild me and put the hat back on. He's like, I'm literally going to go away and then I'll come back when it's well, colder. But this is the question. And th- this is the overarching question, aside from the fact that there's probably other snowmen around there. And like, the question is, you know, I mean, what's what what kind of horror show is happening in their souls as they try to break free? But sure. the question is, once that hat is put on his head, does mm-hmm. he get to control when he comes alive, or is he now at the beck and call of these kids? Like as he's walking away, they could be they could be like, no, 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 that's our magic hat. And they take off the hat, and all of a sudden he's right. frozen again, and they're like, we're gonna watch you melt halfway down, put this hat <laughs> back on, and then you're gonna come back to life, and then back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, well, I mean, again, we don't know we don't know the rules of the hat, because in the cartoon, if he's not wearing the hat, he's not alive, or or at the very least, he's frozen. Right. But maybe he can take maybe in this version, maybe in the song, he can take the hat off. Once the hat has gone on, it has brought him to life. They play- but I don't know. But I don't know if the hat is necessary after that. From what I've what I've read, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that's played. The rules of Frosty are fa- mm-hmm. are played with fa- pretty fast and loose. Sure. But, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't know the answer. And, and these these questions are going to keep me up tonight <laughs> is what I'm saying. I mean, I love I never once occurred to me that his soul was trapped in a hat <laughs> and then was transferred to a snowman. Right. I love that. I love that. idea. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like there Gosh. was a character. There was a character in Twins, Twin Peaks who got trapped in a doorknob. And <laughs> I feel like this is a very similar. That's right. Situation. But yeah. this poor soul has been trapped in this hat 
for decades. And finally, it gets out, and it's like, oh, I'm back to life again. Wow, I'm a snowman? What? <laughs> but he's a holly jet. He's a uh, happy jolly soul. So Yeah, he's a happy jolly you know, soul. He basically, he, he, he takes life as it, as it comes. What are you going to do? Sometimes yeah. you're a hat. Sometimes you're a snowman. Whatever. You know. Yeah. All right, let's do Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe! I mean, the only thing I have is that clearly they all the Christmas characters live nearby. So he and Rudolph are like neighbors. But he's that sounds up. right. But that also sounds like a cop out. So do you have another one? <laughs> well, but here's the problem. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely but not. But here's the problem. Because, but he can't live with the Well, North clearly North. it's in the same universe as all the Christmas songs. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done here. <laughs> anyway, see you next year, everybody. <laughs> Uh, look, obviously Frosty is, uh, getting a woman drunk, so, uh, she doesn't leave his house, um, just like in, uh, what, what's the, what's the song where the guy does that? Um, what? you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Ariel? Maybe it's called that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot what Ariel was about. It's a Christmas song. It's, it's about meeting someone in a mall. <laughs> I'm just saying, all, all every Christmas song is connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, baby's of cold outside. Frosty is lending a woman his comb. Well, um, I think, no, I think it's, it's with baby, it's cold outside. He's like, yeah, I know. It's great. It's great outside. Everybody, come yeah. on out. <laughs> come on out. Every time the other guy says, but baby, it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside. Yeah, Frosty goes, yeah, I know. Everybody out. It's so great out here. Yeah. You think, uh, you think when they uh, ran to the streets of town, they stopped by the A&P and uh, picked yes. up some cranberries? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt. I was going to say, Frosty is the boyfriend or the, you know, the, the, the guy in Christmas wrapping. Uh, Frosty is drinking beers uh, in a car with an old love. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Frosty's Dan Fogelberg. So, yeah, it, it all Well, works, yeah. I think at the end of the Dan Fogelberg song, when it says the, the rain. The snow turned into rain. The snow turned into rain. Frosty melted. Poor Frosty. Yeah, yeah. That's, just, that's just Frosty shrapnel. He was like, we, we, how about we drink these in the car? Because if I get outside, I'm going to melt. Right. Yeah, that's and, right. And this is going to sound weird. I know it's cold outside, but can you blast the air conditioner when we get in the car? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Frosty, you haven't changed. Like, no, literally, I have not, because I will melt. I, I, <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then he's just sadly watching her car drive away as it starts to rain and just chunks of his face start falling <laughs> off as he melts in the snow. Um, I mean, I just wanted to say that, like, you know, look, it's cold out. There's snow. There's some sort of, like, unexplainable existential terror happening. So clearly this is happening right over the hill from wildfire. Right? Oh, like, this is, yeah. This is, like, the yeah. next farmhouse over. Like this is an evil cursed land over the hills of snow. Yeah, yeah. To yeah, the yeah. to the farm where wildfire oh, takes place. Oh, that's where he's going. That's where he's, he's going. Going to the farm. Yes. Look, ghost horse, ghost mountain, ghost hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. The guy, it's our the trilogy. The guy in wildfire dies. His soul goes into a hat. Yep. And now it's in a snowman. Yep. That's right. And and still the owl watches over it. <laughs> and his his evil plans unknowable. Right. Um, That's right. But uh yeah. Um I mean look, one thing Frosty is not saying is we'll sing in the sunshine. 
Uh, no. He's, he's definitely going to melt. Sing anywhere but the sunshine. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, if he's got two eyes made out of coal, I assume that he uh, is in the same town. If these kids have access to coal, uh, it's got to be in the same town as uh, Big Bad John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Was in um was in uh was in also uh the first patches. Wasn't she in like a coal mining town or did I or was that something we invented? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> it might have been something we invented. <laughs> but maybe No, I think it, it was it a coal mining town. Don't they say it? something like the river being polluted or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. But yeah. listen, maybe, maybe <laughs> they spend like ten minutes talking about how disgusting the water was by your <laughs> house. Maybe Frosty's soul is the soul of Big Bad John. Oh, well, he's, I mean, yeah, I guess so, right? He was that broomstick easy. is what he was using to hold up the mine. He was yeah, big yeah. and he was friendly. He was a jolly, right. you know, right. jolly happy soul. By the way, yeah. down by the river that flows by the coal yard. There you go. There so, you yeah. go. So, yeah. Patches so, so, is one of the kids. Either Patches is one of the kids or it's This is Patches' soul. origin story. This is after she drowned. <laughs> right. After she drowned, her soul went into a hat and then went into, yeah. And Frosty comes to life and says, I used to be a little girl. <laughs> but they say, take the hat off now. <laughs> uh, not 1950, my friend. Uh, <laughs> we like to keep our gender norms <laughs> on the straight and narrow. Uh, if Frosty comes to life and instantly knows how to dance, I mean, he must have known Pearl at right. some point. I mean, That's he's true. lost. Maybe he's maybe when he goes away, he feels lost and lonely. Yeah. He just he just goes to Pearl's club and melts. <laughs> yeah, because Pearl just sits there at a beer stained table and it's like, oh, that's not a beer stain. That's that's melted snowman. Right. Oh, sad. Um, all right. Let's let's call it. You want to end it on that? Call it on Pearl. Oh, Pearl. Well, I mean, I'm just lo- I'm looking at the list here. I mean, th- again, there's a bunch of a bunch of songs that uh, you know he can't be connected to. El Paso, definitely too hot. <laughs> there. Devil uh, went down to Georgia. Here's here's the one thing he doesn't want to hear: Seasons in the Sun. Certainly yeah. not. <laughs> he wants Seasons in the Cold and Cloudy. Yeah. Right? Itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. No sir. Nope. Absolutely, he's one. He's one to be on the beach. So yeah. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say those those are we're, we can knock those all out. <laughs> uh, I feel comfortable saying that. So night the lights went out in Georgia. Too hot. It's too, gets too hot. Right. Lights or no lights, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, those kids go to bed at night knowing that they brought something to life that has a soul. And here's what they're gonna say: Somebody's watching me. I can feel it. <laughs> I look out the window. He's out there. I know he is. I know he's out there. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Check out the songs of the Story Song Podcast. Find the Story Song Podcast, the official playlist, and the Story Song Podcast, the official classic playlist on Spotify to stream all the great songs we review on the show. All right, we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we have another review mm-hmm. that we'd like Yay. to read. And this one, appropriately, comes from our friends from the North. Yes. Uh, so Rachel, okay. take it away. This uh, this review uh, is uh, the title of it is the Archies question mark, <laughs> and it comes to us from uh, from Shell Bass or Shell Bass from mm-hmm. Canada. Um, yeah. This is and about- we should mention that if you look if you look on your your podcast app, uh, you may not see it if you're here in the states because this is only on the Canadian version for whatever reason. That's right. Um, the yeah, they don't. Uh, I- of, of uh, iTunes? iTunes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't put them together. That's so weird. It's weird. Yeah. But I was going to say, this is about our, um, we had our, uh, what fictional band would you like to see mm-hmm. be real? Yes. Uh, and Dan was mm-hmm. very adamant about the Archies being the best fake band. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and let's I see. I mean, after a while, I thought, I think he thought they were real, so. Right. He, I think he still does. He was, he but- was. <laughs> <laughs> really defending the archies in that episode. But uh but I think uh you know let's let's see what Shell has to say about it whether the Shell agrees or disagrees with Dan. Well, it starts off with seriously? I just <laughs> about had a coronary over that episode. The Beatles on their worst day with Pete Best and Stuart Sircliff were infinitely better than the Archies on their best. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. one thing you missed was the great bang shang a lang by the Archies. A munchin of that would have swayed me. LOL. But seriously, I love the podcast. I found it through Rock and Roll Archaeology, also on Pantheon. Keep up the great job, all. Thanks. First of all, Shel- thank you. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to get no. right into like no, no, defending no, the you. Archies. Like, please <laughs> thank, thank our, our uh, reviewer first. Thank you for leaving a review. We appreciate it. Uh, we're glad that you're enjoying it. Um, we, we, we really appreciate it. Thank you. I want to say two things. <laughs> One is, I say a lot of very stupid things on this show. For some reason- And off the show. and Well, off the show as well. Give yourself some credit, Dan. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm just saying, (laughs) on the show, I say a lot of dumb things. This Archie's Things has really 
this is the thing people come back to a lot. I've I've heard about this a lot. I don't know. I I'm just surprised that of again of all the very very stupid things I say, this one seems to have really stuck in people's cross. Yeah. The yeah. Have we I forgotten want- about the reindeer situation? <laughs> the other thing I want to say is that my point on that episode. I think I still think people are not quite understanding my point on that episode. I'm gonna do it real quick, <laughs> which is to say, in reality. Sugar Sugar by the Archies was created by professional songwriters who had been in the business for decades by professional studio musicians and singers and all that stuff. In the world of the show, they are high school students. So okay. if high school students made a song as good as Sugar Sugar, all I'm saying is they have the potential to be much bigger and better. Because they came up with a song that 40-year-old songwriters who have been working in the industry for decades, they wrote that song at 17. A. <laughs> B. They have a dog that plays a tambourine, and I would pay to see that. Wait, they wrote it at 17? The Genesee Inn song? No. <laughs> oh. You're the worst. No. But, so that's, that's all I'm saying I'm saying is that these random high school students came up with a song that went to number one. They went to number one. Dan? That's Dan, amazing. Dan, you don't have to defend yourself. Right. Mostly because you won't win, but also <laughs> this is not about that song. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is hashtag Archies are the American Beatles. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Frosty the Snowman. Uh-huh. Hit, us, hit us with some- uh, But some also thank you for the review. Yes, thank yes, you so thank much. You thank oh, you, Shell and Bass. if you want to have your review read on the show and you want to point out a dumb thing that I said mm-hmm. and make fun of me for it, uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and we will read it on the show Frosty history yep. on Get Apple me. podcast or any podcasting platform or pod chaser or anywhere you can leave a review. That's yes. right. Great. Let's, let's keep extending this bit. Mike, uh, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> if you want to write a review on the wall of, a something. Frosty, the snowman. <laughs> yes. Was written by Walter Jack Rollins and Steve Nelson, uh, and originally recorded by Gene Autry and the Cass County boys. Uh, it was released in 1950. Uh, it hit the number seven on the U.S. pop singles and number four on the U.S. country singles charts. Um, mm. The uh, the B side of uh, of Frosty was another Christmas song called "When Santa Claus Gets Your Letter" yeah. by Johnny Marks, who wrote uh, Rudolph. Right. That's right. Oh, uh, okay. Isn't it great? So, yeah. we, which came first, Frosty or Rudolph? Rudolph came first. I'll okay, get into okay, it. Good. Yeah. Okay, no. I, w- yeah. I wasn't sure if we did this by in the a, wrong By way. a lot, right? No. No. By a year. Um, That's long enough. <laughs> by one. By one, one Christmas. One Christmas season. Um, the record, by the way, for the 1950 recording is adorable. has a little little frosty guy it's cute it's it's that like it's that 1950s artwork that is just so cute and i love it um anyway that's neither here nor there uh we did i think we did some background on gene autry so i'm not doing gene autry but i do have some fun gene autry facts obviously he was known as a singing cowboy he owned a television station several radio stations and he also owned a major league baseball team can you name that baseball team um no was it the cincinnati snowman (laughs) you would think 
But mm-hmm. no, he owned the Los Angeles Angels from 1961 to 1997. Which that Wait, what? That can't be right that long. But he... <laughs> I, mean, I want to go back. This is your, these are your notes. <laughs> I know. How are you arguing with them? No, I think I, think I wrote 97 doesn't seem right. But he, he owned the Los Angeles Angels, which is wow. amazing to me. That's crazy. Um, he is a member of the, of the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame, and he is the only person to have a star in all five categories on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. My next question, do you know what those five categories are? I don't. Wait, so hold on. He has five separate stars? He has or five he has one stars. Star. No, because they're he... all in different sections, I think. So wait a minute. So he has five stars. So we would read his review on the show is what you're trying we would, to say. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he, left, he, left a, he left a five-star five, review. He left a five-star review. That's right. So he has five, but he left it on stars. a sidewalk. That's right. He has five Hollywood Walk of Fame stars for That's insane. Or wait, no, are, are we for, guessing? You know what? It might be. It, I it's one star, it. but it has the five. I think it has the five. Each one has like each the one has decal, like a little symbol. like a little symbol thing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you see, like Lucille Ball, and it has like a little TV. Right. Like so you want it? Yeah. TV. So go ahead. Guess which? Guess what the five categories are? I mean, I guess well, I'm I guessing song. TV. Right. Yes. I would music. Music. Yes. Movies. Yes. Radio. Radio, Michael. Oh, yes. radio is one. Okay, and then I don't know vaudeville. Like close. No, wait, wait, wait. Uh, so music, TV, movies, film, radio, stage. I don't I mean, think they have them for stage, do they? Live performance. Oh, live performance. Okay. They call it. Well, yeah. I mean, this start like they, they and baseball. Like, right, and baseball owning oh, possibly owning, f- till ninety seven or maybe it is ninety seven. <laughs> huh? It is. Yeah. Oh, good. I was very nervous. Wow. That's crazy. Um, great. So, it's crazy to think that that guy owned a baseball team when, like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was, was on the air. <laughs> he did everything. I mean, Gene Autry was really, like, a, a like, I mean, he did everything. He, uh, the, the films he made were, like, sort of groundbreaking in a way. I mean, they call him The Singing Cowboy because he had a, uh, a film called The Singing Cowboy and he led the way for people like Roy Rogers and and those kind of individuals who this became a genre. Um there's but we're not I'm not but I'm not talking more about Gene Autry because we've already spoken about Gene Autry, I think. So but there is my final Gene Autry fact is that there's a town named after him in Oklahoma called Gene Autry. Gene Autry, oh. Oklahoma. Isn't that amazing? Is it was like was there a reason for that? Did he like save the town from a flood or something like why why is it named so. after him oh, i have okay. no idea i have no idea Good. but there's also a there's also a like that's uh, where the angels did their uh spring training <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry there's also uh, a, a precinct somewhere named after him um but yeah okay. so that's our gene autry um now well um, the other thing and and our I'm gene sorry, autry uh <laughs> i don't know if you mentioned this but because we talked about for rudolph was that he had a big hit with rudolph Yes. Somewhat unexpectedly, mm-hmm. right? I mean, obviously he wanted it to be a hit. It was a hit. And then he was like, oh, I guess Christmas is my thing now, or holiday songs is my thing. Well, yes. So then the next year he was like, I got to do it. And he was like, I got to do Frosty because I got I to gotta keep this train rolling. So this is so this is the thing, right? I want to talk a little bit. We'll get into that, but I want to talk a little bit about Walter, Walter Rollins and Steve Nelson. Let's um, do it. There's not a lot about them. They're just really, you know, they're just songwriters. Walter Jack Rollins was born in West Virginia on September 15th, 1906. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, he co-wrote Frosty, and he, uh, he also wrote Here Comes Peter Cottontail with Bam. Steve Nelson. He also wrote the song for Smokey the Bear with Steve Nelson. 
Yes. I'm going to say two things. Yeah. First of all, these guys have a thing. They write holiday songs. Yes. Um, over the holidays. And then I was not aware Smokey the Bear had a song. Well, I think when the, the original PSA came out, he had a theme okay. song. Um, right. But uh, Jack It was Ron- uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's right. That's right. It just went, Smokey the Bear. Eh, eh, <laughs> Guys, you got to come up with something else. That's not yeah, even I your sh- song. You didn't even you write f- that song. You phoned this one in. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Um, but he also co-wrote a lot of country songs with Gene Autry, obviously, Hank Snow, George Jones, and Eddie Arnold. Steve Nelson was born November 24th, 1907 in New York City. He was a Tin Pan Alley uh, songwriter um, starting in 1929. I think his father was also a Tin Pan Alley songwriter, which is amazing. So it's in the, you know, in the genes. And his older mm-hmm. brother was also a songwriter. Um, I mean, back then, it li- there literally were Tin Pans in the alley. That's right. That's how long ago that was. That's right. Um, he later wrote songs for Eddie Arnold and Guy Lombardo. He was inducted into the Nashville um, Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1973. Yeah. Yeah. So, so about the song. As you said, um, what happened was Gene Autry uh, had Rudolph as a huge hit, and he was just chomping at the bit to come up with something else. And so Nelson and Rollins brought the song to Autry as the follow-up to Rudolph, to sell it to him as a, as a follow-up to Rudolph. Um, which was obviously released to great acclaim the previous year. Um, he was, uh, they also, he was basically wanted to have success with anything that was holiday related because they also brought him Here Comes Peter Cottontail. And he did that mm-hmm. one too. Um, <laughs> Wait, Gene Autry did Here Comes Peter Cottontail? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't, was That's Gene great. Autry the original uh, up on the housetop? Yes, I think so. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think his is like the lot. famous one. So yeah, this he, guy had his thing. He was he's, like, he's I'm like, all about holidays now. He's like, holidays bring me money. <laughs> I'm going to buy a, I, we got we to keep this going. I, I want to buy a major league baseball team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep By the them, way, keep them coming. I, I, I have opened the Wikipedia article for the Los Angeles Angels, and Gene Autry is mentioned in the third sentence down. There you go. So he is definitely was a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. um. I can't believe he went. I mean, did he didn't name them the angels, did he? Because I would have named. He them named them the, the angels. <gasps> Why wouldn't he name them the cowboys? Well, he named them in tribute to the original Los Angeles Angels, a minor league franchise in the Pacific Coast League. Oh, okay. That's that's, be- that's better. Um. So anyway, they brought him. They they brought him. Uh. Uh. Frosty. There's not a yeah. lot. There's not a lot about like the actual recording of Frosty because I don't think it was like anything big. I think they were like, "Hey, we brought this to you. It's probably gonna make a lot of money." And he said, "Yes, please." And then he <laughs> recorded it. Um, but it's thought that, unlike Rudolph, because Rudolph obviously came, the story came first. That Frosty was a completely original character, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like a really original character. But there's a oh, lot so they got like created by credit. That's right. But there are a lot of similarities to a book that came out five years earlier called Snowy the Traveling Snowman by Ruth Berman, um, which is... Uh, Frosty's better. What? Frosty's better. Frosty's better, uh, which is about... Um, uh, it's about an anthropomorphic snowman who was a dead ringer for Frosty, and it even had a line about Snowy coming bumpity bump down the hill 
So Bob Eckstein, who's the author of The History of the Snowman, he said about the absence of acknowledgement of the book by Ruth Berman, it's, he said, she didn't get any credit or any royalties. The songwriters ripped her off right down to the bumpity bump bumps. Oof. So Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we spoke about it, but you know, much like Jingle Bells and Winter Wonderland, Frosty is a Christmas song that never mentions the holiday. Yep. Never comes out. So, um, Yes, Michael? I will say this. I did hear a version of it. I think it might be the Jimmy Durante version. Yes. Where Frosty comes in at the end and says, in, instead of, I'll be back again someday, I'll be back on Christmas Day. That's the special. That's the special. They change That's it the 69 to, special. Of, yeah, they change it to, I'll be back on Christmas Day to make it a Christmas special. Because in the special, I mean, again, we're not going to get into Rankin Bass just like last year because we, I could do a, three hours on Rankin Bass, right? <laughs> but- they um three more is, hours yes but in the special he it takes place on christmas eve everything right. takes place on christmas eve which and the they, kids are in school nobody mm-hmm. seems to care that the children are running around christmas eve it's really weird oh, but, yeah, why are the kids in school on christmas nobody eve? I mean, knows I guess maybe it doesn't make any sense but don't, but, but they have a magician come in yeah as a special thing. like it's not no i right it's, but i'm saying it's not like they're doing school work it's like right it's right. like it's like the last day before christmas break it's a special like, thing yeah. you'd watch a movie so the the 1940s version of that is they'd have a magician come in for some reason. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, a horrible magician. Um, That's very bad. And then they go to see Santa Claus. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, and then they go see Santa Claus. They really they really heavily throw Christmas in your face in this, <laughs> in this special. Well, Never really thought about yeah. it, but there's a lot going on in that one, huh? It's oh, it is all over the place. It's all over the place. It's the cameo by Peter Cottontail is really weird, too. It's weird. I, I mean, there is a rabbit in it. It's not Peter Conrad. Hocus Pocus. The Hocus Pocus the rabbit. Yes. Um, anyway. So. No, um... <laughs> I was, I was going to say, it's weird. It's just not as weird as Rudolph. Rudolph is, like, so bizarre. And the choices are so weird. Like, in this one, like, Santa's nice. And, like, you know. So. But can I say this? And, again, mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't even gotten there yet. But. And I, I've said this to Michael off, cam, off camera. Off uh, off mic. <laughs> um, yeah. I. I it's not one of my favorites. It's yeah, just not one of my favorites. That's fair. And I, I, mean, I don't it's, know it's because it's I don't know if it's because it's cell animation and not the claymation or what, but I mean I like it I doesn't said, do I, it for I, me. That's what I'm always half paying attention to. Right. Rudolph, I'm locked in. Because I still cannot get over how weird that special it's is. Great, and that's uh, the thing. But yeah, I mean Frosty is just meant to just be on like in the background again while right. you're drinking your eggnog and that's Whatever. right. So poorly <laughs> wrapping gifts. Yeah. Um, so. so anyway, back to Frosty, the song. Yeah. Uh, now, we... quick question. Is it oh is Frosty's Winter Wonderland uh, better than... <laughs> I've never watched it. I'm going to say that? no. That's a, a sequel. There's like 8 billion movies. The sequel to Frosty, if this is the one I'm thinking of, the sequel to Frosty is an abomination. It is the, terrible. There's the a million of them. The animation is insanely bad. And Frosty is played by Ed Asner. And I don't know why. And it's bad. It's bad, 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 bad. Maybe because Ed Asner looks like Frosty? That's why he's played by Ed Asner. Sure. But <laughs> that's isn't why. there, like, maybe it's not Frosty, but isn't there, like, one of those Christmas specials that's, like, a summertime, like, 
Frosty's Beach Adventure or something. It makes no sense. <laughs> I think you're thinking of... Uh, uh, no, I think. are you thinking of Summer Rental with uh, John, yep. John yep, Candy? Yep, that's what it was. Yep. Um, okay, I want to I want to say Frosty's Winter Wonderland is not the one I'm thinking of, so I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to uh, besmirch Winter Wonderland because that's like the one I'm thinking of. There's they made one in like 1998, and well, it's there's one called terrible. there's one, Frosty there's, Returns. Frosty Returns. There's Frosty Returns. Yeah, but they have there's a bunch. There's like Frosty and Rudolph's Adventure, or whatever it's called. But there's a there's a they came up with a lot of these that went way off of what the original, those original specials were. And they're just, they're not good. They're just not good because they're trying to push these stories way past at what I, anybody wanted them to be. So, yeah. but anyway, this is not about Rankin Bass specials. This is about Frosty the Snowman, which Gene Autry introduced, much like Rudolph, on his Melody Ranch radio show on October 7th of uh, 1950. Mm. And this version, uh, which has its own 45 single, has some small changes to the lyrics. Not it's, It has nothing to do with the uh, fairy tale or not. It's just really tiny lyrics, I think, because it was probably live. Um, but when I was writing the lyrics to this, writing out the lyrics to this, it was very strange because I kept on listening to this 1950 version only to realize that there are two different 1950s versions of this song by Gene Autry. Wait, so he so. debuted this October 7th, 1950? Yes. And I mean, everybody every year says, oh my God, they start putting out Christmas stuff earlier every year. In 1950, in 1950 it was October 7th. So, but, but I will say this, what he says in this recording, not in the recording, but in the audio from that show is, I know it's a little early for the holidays, but mm. this is a song we just recorded. Um, so he's acknowledging it as opposed to Target that just plays it <laughs> earlier and earlier here, and you're supposed to just go along with it like the sheep we are. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, so... The song, uh, the the song was a big hit, and uh, it quickly covered. It was quickly covered by different artists. Um, the in the nineteen fifties alone, in the nineteen fifties alone, it was covered by Jimmy Durante, Nat King Cole, Guy Lombardo, and Roy Rogers. And I'd like to also remind you that it was covered by Gene Autry twice you put out two the jimmy so here are the here are the little things about the 1950s because there's a lot of different versions right the jimmy durante 1950 version has a little um prologue mm. with with he's telling about the story about like i have this friend i know and so on and so forth but let me tell you how he came to be right but it still has the lyric made the children smile they say but we're surprised right but he right. says oh he ha no he has um so he says the he doesn't say the um, fairy tale thing, but he has right. a different lyric that says, made the children smile, they say, but were they surprised when he rolled his eyes and came to life that day, which is even more terrifying that than is the other version. That is bone chilling. Like, like he's possessed them. <laughs> right. Bizarre. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, the Nat King Cole version in 1950, in 1950 has this weird elf chorus in the beginning and then throughout. But that is the first one I can tell that has is a fairy tale, they say. And from there on out, it seems to have just the fairy tale version. 
Um, because Guy Lombardo has one, and it's a, is a fairy tale. Um, there's a Roy Rogers version, version which is not great. Um, and there's a line <laughs> in the in the chorus that says that because everybody just adds their own little take to it. And the Roy Rogers version, because he's a cowboy, says, "Come and see him right away before he runs away," which is one of the worst lyrics I've ever heard in my life because it's that- like. That doesn't make what any do sense for Rogers. What do you mean before he runs away? Right. What are you coming to see? He's you're gonna see him. Is he running? Is he riding? Is he on a snow horse? What is happening, Roy Rogers? That doesn't make any sense. Terrible. I will say though, obviously roast beef sandwiches were his forte. So let's not worry <laughs> right. too much. Listen, if the sandwich. man has horseradish sauce, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm there. Right. So here's the thing. Yeah. So it's Nat King Cole that starts with "Is a fairy tale." They say yes, and. I, I'm not expecting you to, to have an answer, but my question is, why? Don't know. Why are they changing the... It seems like this one, they're constantly messing with the lyrics. And I looked it and up. And I don't know why. And I looked yeah. it up. Well, first of all, I mean, we'll get into it, but everybody tries to put their own not enough different take on it. It's just enough. <laughs> it's just enough for you to be like, I don't need all of this. I just right. want to hear the song Frosty the Snowman. Like Nat King Cole is an amazing artist, an amazing singer, and he's got a weird elf chorus in the beginning of Frosty the Snowman for no reason. Um, it's, it's strange. But there, there is a lot of stuff, like it, these little changes that f- I don't know why. I don't know why they're there. Um, so the song became a huge hit. And it led to a Golden Book very shortly after. Actually, the Golden Book for this came out before the Golden Book for um, for, for uh, Rudolph. Hmm. And there was a movie short um, in 1953, I think. Um, the three-minute movie short by United Productions of America. And it followed the song straight through. And it was shown on Chicago's WGN. And they show, that, they show it every Christmas Eve. It's adorable. And you know what? It's three minutes long. And it's enough. It's a cute little rendition. And it's fine. Um, it also had a yearly, um, a yearly comic book series that came out from it. Um, the comic book, uh, you know, uh, has, has Frosty on all these different adventures. But one of them is like where there's another, they're like building different snowmen. And he puts hats on the he puts his hat on the snowmen, and then they they come to life, and so he's then bringing life to other snowmen so that they can like sing and dance because they're having a competition. It's very weird. Um, Wait, is that a chorus line? Are you thinking of a chorus line? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's a chorus line. I'm sorry. They hold up their headshots. Is yeah, with not... all the hats, they've got the hats. Yeah, that's not that's not this. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> But anyway, so it was a comic book series. There was a lot of merchandise throughout the 50s um, with, with Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman, like Rudolph, is copyrighted. So, um, you know, they put him on everything. Uh, <laughs> they really tried to, to ca- cash in on him. Um, you know, I think people nowadays have to think like, oh, this, everything has got to be IP, right? Every, every little scrap has to be exploited. This is this was always happening. It was always right? the way. The moment something was mildly popular, yes, it's like we got a movie, we got a comic book, we got a little golden book. Like it just it was just pump it out, you yeah. know. I mean, I mean, always, yeah. 
So um, one of the interesting things is that there's, so there's a little hamlet in New York, uh, I think it's upstate, maybe Westchester, called Armonk, and it's mm-hmm. laid claim to Frosty because it says that they are the town where the song is set. Steve Nelson was a frequent visitor there, and he died there. Um, at killed, killed by a snowman. <laughs> right, by a sentient a snowman. A snowman came to life terrifying. and choked him to death. That's right, terrifying. You beat me to that one. He yeah, said, yeah. "He said, I knew this day would come. <laughs> um, I told you I would return, <laughs> screamed the snowman. So he was, apparently when he wrote the lyrics, he was looking for land in the village. Um, and they have an annual Frosty Day, which includes a parade going past the village square. Aww. So wait, do they have any evidence other than the fact this guy showed up once in their town? No, and they have a village square. A lot of towns have a village square. I know, I know. Armok. What are they called? Armok. I feel like Armonk. maybe they said, Ooh, we, we call Frosty, and everybody goes, okay, nobody yeah. is mean, no fighting you, Armok. Take to... it. Look, we have snow. Yeah, have a, yeah, but every winter square. there's every winter there are a bunch of uh, zombie snowmen that try and take over the town, so everyone has right. to but I feel like that's lock true. themselves inside. A lot of places have that, Michael. A lot of places have that. <laughs> so I don't think you can just say it's one place. Uh, but this one also I, has a really good strip mall. So yeah, I I got this 1953 cartoon on, and and uh, Frosty moves in a real janky, uncomfortable way. That I'm, well, he does. <laughs> I mean, it's that I'm like okay it's almost it. like the um uh I, what's the what's the not you who but like from the 1950s. I want right. My... It's like a Mapo commercial. Mapo, yeah, it's like a Mapo yeah, yeah, commercial. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure. I think it's it the the animation might be from the same guys. So the song was covered by new artists almost every year from 1950 to 1969. And mm. some favorites are Perry Como, Bing Crosby, Porter Wagner, Jan and Dean, Brenda Lee. We did a song by them. That's right. Brenda Lee and the Beach Boys. And one of the most famous ones, the Ronettes. That version great is great. great. So great. great. Now, the Ronettes version is a classic. And it's on an amazing album with a lot of renditions of Christmas songs that have become classics. Um, the album A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector was released mm-hmm. on November 22nd, 1963. Not great, but... Not uh... great for your release date. <laughs> no. Uh, didn't get a lot of traction because the entire nation was a little bit uh, preoccupied with the assassination mm-hmm. of JFK. Yeah, so. Yeah. And yeah. well, luckily, nothing bad ever happened in Phil Spector's life again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It should be noted, yeah, that album is where Darlene Love's uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home yes. is originally I mean, really, from. Every it's, song on that album is good. It, it's yeah. amazing. Baby Darlene Love has home. like four or five songs on that album. Well, I mean, only, he only had, I mean, the Ronettes have like three. He only had a certain number of, yeah. <laughs> of artists in his stable. But yeah, but he her, had it out. But I mean, obviously, Baby, Please Come Home is a standout. But that, I mean, I love, a, here's the thing about the Ronettes version. I love a Frosty sung by a girl who sounds like she's threatening to beat you up. <laughs> she's like she's like frosty the snowman like it's great it's the best man she it sounds like a, like a, a tough chick from queens who's telling you about a snowman that came to life yeah it's the best it's great uh, yeah yeah um so in 1969 the song got the rank and bass treatment with a half hour special featuring the version by jimmy durante i don't know if he re-recorded it or if it's the original version it's not actually i lied it's it's a it's a re-recording, but I'm trying to remember if in the beginning he he does that prologue. I don't think he does. Um, but it originally aired on CBS uh, on December seventh, and it's obviously a perennial favorite along with uh, Rudolph and all of those. 
This song continues to be recorded by literally everyone. Uh, it's been recorded over a thousand times. Uh, it has had 217, uh, there's like two, over 217 vocal versions that I could find and 108 instrumental versions. And there's 14 new versions that were released in 2019 alone. Oh. So the popular ones are 217 vocal and 108 instrumental versions. And every year you're just getting bombarded by <laughs> frosty versions. Uh, so there's never going to be uh, a time when frosty is not in our lives. So sleep with one eye open. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because snowmen are coming to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more, you, the more versions there are, the more power he gets. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and haunts us. I mean, it is sort of a weirdly, like, um, I don't know, sort of primal, I guess, childlike thing, right? The idea that, like, this inanimate thing comes to life. That yeah. Is, that is a very, like, you know, I feel like they really kind of lucked into something. There's also a much easier story to understand that, like, there's a snowman, comes to life, he plays with the kids, he melts and or yeah. leaves. As opposed to like Rudolph, which is like so complicated, and right, like right, barely makes sense. I just feel like this is a much easier story to grasp onto. Um, yeah, you know. So, uh, all right. Well, that is that is the history of uh, Frosty, the Snowman, uh, by Mr. Gene Audrey. We're gonna take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned. Hey, we're friends, right? Well, friend, maybe you can do us a favor. Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you do, we'll read it on the show. It's just our way of saying thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Biggest gift, card attached, St. Olaf cheesecake, you know the rest. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song, Rachel? Yep. Let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from this song? Uh, what I learned is that if you're a kid and you find some sketchy random silk hat mm-hmm. sitting on the side of the road, mm-hmm. leave that silk hat where it is. <laughs> that might not be magic in there. Right. It, a, it, at the very best... It's head lice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's the best. That's the best case scenario. Right. And if it is if magic. Best case scenario. Yeah. If it's, if it's magic, it ain't good magic. Yeah, if, if it is magic, it just sets off a chain of events. Best right. case scenario is head lice. Worst case scenario is tortured soul trapped who wants desperately to be freed and take revenge <laughs> on the town. Is that's a good question. Is head lice magic? That that <laughs> I think that's the question that you have to ask. I mean, Ooh, it, it, magic it spreads lice. like magic. Mm-hmm. It spreads like magic. Yeah, yeah. Daniel, um, I will say if you are at you are somewhere, uh, and you want to leave, like you're at a party, you know, mm-hmm. and you're you're getting you don't want to be there anymore. You're at like a family gathering, and like your uncle's getting weird, and he's you know whatever. <laughs> Talk about political stuff and you're rolling your eyes. Uh, great excuse. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, it's getting warm and I'm a living snowman and I'm going to melt. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm going to be on my way. I'll be back some other day. 
but right now and just try to like just kind of back out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'll maintain. I'll be maintain back on Christmas content. Day. But right. today's Christmas maintain. Day. See you in a year. Yeah. But just <laughs> made like everyone's gonna everyone's just gonna stare at you. You just explain that you're a living snowman that you're melting. Keep eye contact. Back out of the yep. room. Total power move. Like <laughs> such, totally. Just let <laughs> let them try and question you. Yep. Uh, and you know what? If I you just, could actually melt, that's a real power move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Hold a bottle of water in your <laughs> pocket yep. and then just like smash it just, as you're walking right. out. Be like, it's already happening. Right. Look what's happening. And then and then they're like, you just wet your pants. And you're like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm a snowman that's melting. I'm a snowman. Uh, that's another good thing. If you do accidentally wet your pants in public, just explain that you're a snowman <laughs> who's slowly melting. Uh, Michael, what do you got? I learned... You know what? It's not so much a lesson as it is advice. My advice is go out there and live and be alive. And if not alive, as alive as you can be. <laughs> that's right. That's basically how we're all living right now. <laughs> and yep. if that's not a motto for 2020, I don't know what I, is. That's I could, right. I could, Way to put a bow on this year, Michael. Yeah, I could safely say, say since March of this year, I've been living at about 70%. So... <laughs> 70 that sounds like a pretty good day i'm i'm alive as i can be michael that's that's, <laughs> that's the right. max i'm maxing out at 70 okay i'm not saying i'm staying there sometimes i'm dipping down to 45 <laughs> but i'm living when i'm as alive as i can be i'm only yep. at 70 percent. so <laughs> it's, oh, I'm, it's still a real c minus so i'm not going <laughs> to about that all right well First of all, I just want to say, whatever you celebrate, have a very happy holidays. Um, yes. We will talk to you guys uh, in January. We're going to do a couple of special episodes. We're going to do a couple of uh, probably um, classic Classics. episodes, maybe a couple of mini-sodes uh, for January. Uh, and then we'll be back with regular episodes in February. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's been a rough year. Uh, but hopefully we, uh, we, you know, brought a, a little sparkle of joy. If we brought a, yeah. a smile to your face, uh, in these tough times, it's all been worth it. And, and Hey, uh, you know what? You guys brought smiles to our we faces. Did. We did. Thank so, you for the review. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the, the, uh, interactions feedback, on social. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for all the great feedback and everything. So, uh, continue listening, um, tell your friends and, uh, we will see you. In the new year, uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thumpity thump thump, thumpity thump thump, over the hills of snow. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening.
Did you guys? I mean, did you guys hear that Senator Frost of the Snowman is a is a uh, a slave to the radical left? <laughs> I did hear that. That's what I've been hearing on my on Facebook. Yep. So. Yeah. I heard he went and he was like, you know, stuffing ballot boxes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. And tea frosty. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Uh, that was awful, well, Rachel, and I love it. Rachel, I want to thank you. This is your last episode. I really have appreciated your contributions to the show. You just hand in your headphones on your way out. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.